Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Good morning, Mike Mueller. Good morning. I got my green tea going. All right. I've got my uh, black coffee going. So uh, green and black, those are our new colors. (laughs) <laughs> oh my if you've never listened before you might be surprised at some of the things we talk about because we certainly are it's always a surprise here on social media edge radio we've been on the air since 2008 well actually it's not the air although we have been on the air a couple of times uh the show is about things related to marketing your business through the social media channels and of course in that we always include uh WordPress, blogging, uh, really any way of having a website. And we talk about the things that are relevant to that, um, security, marketing, content generation. Um, what's that word everybody used to talk about? It was three letters, started with an S and ended with an O, Mike. What was that? S-E-O. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to ever. When you first said three letters, I thought you were going for R-O-I. I was sure of it. But SEO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> buzzwords. We talk about buzzwords, too. R-O-I. Uh, yeah. I'm the one with the southern accent. I'm Ken. Mike's the one with the hi, high Mike. intellect. That's Mike. Say hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. I can always depend on you. So what's happening in the uh, in the social media world out there today? Anything that we should know about? Uh, anything maybe pending with WordPress or something like that? Well, uh, I've, I've teased it on the show last time, I think, and probably the time before. WordPress 4.7 is just about ready to launch, so uh, look for updates. Um, that's new on the WordPress front. Um and it will it will it, it won't rock your world I'll say but it will be very different it will be actually uh pretty cool and it'll come with 2017 or uh the 2017 version of the core theme and for all of you fancy dancy people out there that will actually support video headers uh, I was about to ask you what's your favorite new feature but I think you just teased it there <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, the jury's out with that because um, I'm actually I'm working on a site right now that uh, wants to have that video header thing happen, and um, I'm not exactly sure how. Well, I am kind of sure. I know how uh, the core theme is going to handle it, and I don't think that it's necessarily the best way to handle it. Um, but they're going to try, and we'll see what happens. So look for video headers coming to everybody's blog. Coming soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you won't have to pay Ken for $500 to do that for you anymore because uh, for the most part, you'll be able to do that on your own. 
which is uh, kind of exciting. Well, and let me say this, too, so people don't get too excited. I know you said it's going to be completely different or very different. Uh, the way it works, the way the admin and everything works is going to be very similar. So you won't have to be learning mm-hmm. uh, anything. It's not a – you know, I don't know if people know how the updates work, but the point sevens, those are those are updates, but they're not complete reworks. Uh, so version five point something might be a complete rework of what's today. Um, right. but, uh, version 4.7 is it's a pretty serious upgrade. And looking back on it of all of the four point somethings, I think this is the biggest one. Wouldn't you concur on that, Mike? Well, I think so too. I, you know, behind, behind the scenes, as far as that goes and, um, although they did have a whole lot of drama that happened in it, but that's enough for another show. Um, they actually, they deleted a feature that they were building into it cause it just wasn't ready. It wasn't going to be ready for launch and kind of pissed off a whole bunch of people. <laughs> drama. Yeah. Not the first time that's happened over the years. Uh, I've, I've been involved since I think two point four maybe. And, uh, there've been some, Sometimes it gets a little lippy in the back, and especially when you get face-to-face, uh, mm-hmm. it can get pretty lippy at those. But, uh, yeah, look for version 4.7 coming out in the extremely near future. Not today, but uh, certainly in just the next several days. Hey, Mike, you've uh, started doing things over on Instagram, right? You said you were going to start doing the Instagram what-its. What are, what are stories. they? They are yeah. called – Instagram calls them stories. And if you follow me on Instagram or if you follow anybody on Instagram, if you're on Instagram, you'll notice they're at the top of your uh, your phone. So you can go to Instagram on the website and you won't see them, but you'll see them on the top of your phone and they're little circle dots. And you can click on the first one and it'll run through uh, everybody who has created a story. Little itty bitty segments, they could be photos, they could be videos, they could be a lot of different things. Um, and they actually have a little bit of analytics going on with them too. Yeah. And, uh, if you're not familiar with those, but you are familiar with, uh, Snapchat, take most of the features of Snapchat and that's what's available in, uh, Instagram stories. So I'm looking at the 10 most followed people on uh, Instagram, Mike, and, and it looks like you're coming in at, uh, at least number 11 because you're not in the top 10. I think I'm really close, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking so, too. Does anybody know, if you're in the chat room, <clears throat> oh, I like saying that. Uh, does anyone know who the most, the top followed person on Twitter or on uh, Instagram is? Any idea who, who that person is? Are, are we leaving it to chat room? Is the chat room only? No. Um, you know, it could be anybody. I'm, I'm asking because I know the person's name, but I don't know who that person is. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uh, Selena Gomez, 103 million followers. Now, I have to ask you, how can you not know who Selena Gomez is when you, you, Ken Cook, created me, Mike Mueller, a custom Google app that only searched for Justin Bieber pictures. <laughs> well, I, I know not... she had something to do with Justin Gomez. I mean, uh, <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> you know, 
uh, people that know me know that everything that I know about Hollywood, I learned from TMZ. <laughs> if it weren't for Harvey Levin, I would know nothing about pop culture. Um, so, you know, um, yeah, yep. I, I mean, I know who I don't. I don't know if she's an actress or a singer or or both or what. So anyway, uh, but 103 million followers, you know, that's pretty respectable. And uh, I don't know if our listeners realize this or not, but when you have a, n- a number like that, uh, even if you have a very low engagement, if you're pretty good at kindergarten math, you're going to figure out that uh, there's there's quite a lot of value to having that many followers. But there's also, you know, kind of a responsibility too, uh, and that's to make sure that you're doing the right things for your for your customers. And I think that we ought to talk about that on an upcoming show because we haven't ever really talked about the importance of of numbers. Um, we've mm-hmm. talked a little bit about, and I always say this: I would rather have one transaction than a thousand new followers, if those thousand new followers right. are not going to turn into transaction. Yeah, but that's you know, she's up to by the way 104 104 million. That's a lot. That's that's about 103 million 965 thousand more than I have on Twitter. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, you know we do talk about security here on the show from time to time. Um, we, we've talked yeah. about WordPress security, website security. And I'm not sure if the folks know uh, exactly, you know, that little lock that shows up in your address bar when you go to specific sites. Like Instagram, Facebook, Google, Twitter. Gmail, yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Pretty much anything. And I, and I think it's in any browser. You get a little lock that comes up there. Uh, and on at least on most browsers, you can actually click that, and it'll tell you a little bit about that that particular website. Well, um, hopefully, it comes up as a little green lock. I have to say yeah. that I've just hit a website that it came up as a little yellow lock. Interesting. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what the yellow lock means. Uh, I know what the red lock means. Uh, and I know what the, the green lock means. Uh, what, do you know what the yellow lock means, Mike? I do. It, it says parts of this page are not secure, such as images. Ah. Well, there we go. And that, that would make sense. I should have known that. But uh, I secure pretty much everything on the sites that I do. So now we're talking about secure and sites and that little lock. Um, I guess we ought to start from the top. It's usually a good place to start. Title of the show today is SSL, what the beep, <laughs> rhymes with L, uh, because it's becoming something that's more and more popular for a variety of reasons. But it's, it's been around since the inception of the web, actually. I mean, we've always had this uh, security layer, but I don't really think that people know exactly what it does. Uh, or how to use it. So I'm going to use you for my experiment, Mike. Can you, in a, in a short paragraph, say what that little lock is about, in, in, just in your words? In, okay, so I'm coming from a developer 
side where I, I build websites. And essentially, and actually this goes back to Facebook pages. When I started building Facebook page um, apps for Facebook pages, I should say, when I started building those uh, way back when, a couple of years ago in Internet terms, um, they did not require, Facebook was not secure. It didn't require everything to be secure. And then all of a sudden they made the switch. All of a sudden I had to go, what does that mean? And all of a sudden now, um, everything that went into that little itty-bitty box that I was building on Facebook had to be coming from a secure server. That secure server, um, I had to like host images. I had to text, of course, was in there that was just plain HTML type stuff. But anytime I did in just HTML, like when I said image source equals, it had to come from a HTTPS. It couldn't come from an HTTP thing. And so that was my introduction. That's that's kind of almost all I know about SSL. Hmm. Um, if, if that's a very good upper level of... Um presentation of exactly what it is. So we have the first thing that they showed up on for were primarily forms where people were transmitting information across the internet from one place to another. And that's generally the best place to start talking about them, I believe, because people can understand it. Um, one way I like to describe it is <clears throat> Imagine if I need to get a message to, uh, to a common connection that we have, um, and I can't get to them directly, so I need to call you and have you relay that message. So if I just phone you up on my landline and we're just talking and I give you the message and you hang up and you call and you give that exact message to the other person, uh, that is a um, socket for transmission. So that's an open line, right? I mean, basically anyone okay. in earshot or with some simple devices can intercept that message and understand it. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard to do. So let's say I had something really important that was a vital secrecy, something, maybe it's a trade secret or a, my social security number or something that I want to get to that person. Um, I need to make sure that that is not available for anyone to be able to hear. So I pick up a different phone that when I speak into that phone, it translates my, uh, my speech to Klingon. And then it okay. comes to you in Klingon and you translate it. You send it to that other person in Klingon, but they have a phone that turns it back into English. Mm -hmm. That is a secure layer because it encrypted the information that I was sending. And likewise, if they send something back through you, through that same phone, it comes back in Klingon until it gets to my phone, and then it's translated back into English. That's how a web browser works and how a web browser with a secure socket layer uh, on the server side and on the, because you install it on the server side. Uh, is how that works. Do you think that's a reasonable explanation? Yeah, that makes sense. So the idea is to encrypt the data that is being transmitted across the Internet so that if it's intercepted, 
in the internet, it's very difficult to be uh, to be decrypted so that someone can read it because my private key on my server has already identified itself to the public key on the uh, server that I'm speaking with through my browser. So I'm identified with that very long uh, encryption key and that mm-hmm. helps keep my customers, my visitors safe to my website, my customers safe to my website. It helps to keep the users safe and secure. Um, it, it just adds enough security to it to make it more difficult for some nefarious actors to try to get in and intercept that information as it's being transmitted across the internet. Mm-hmm. So why is that important? I'm going to, going to let you take a shot at why it's important today to have um, SSL on your website. Well, uh, I'm, you know, if, if you followed along with me at all, you know that I have switched over to SSL. When I actually moved uh, from one server to another, I decided to just flip the switch and, and go SSL when I did that. Um, part of the reason I did that was because I saw this wave coming of, one, Google wants everything to be secure. Google ding, ding, like ding, ding, ding. Almost, yeah, <laughs> it's always about Google, isn't it? <laughs> so um, with Google, as far as that goes, if they're um, in any way influencing the search engine results page, and here's a secure site and here's a non-secure site, I'd rather be on the plus side. I, you know, I'm going to, and since it doesn't really affect uh, my day-to-day business, like setting it up and, and doing it all that and working out the bugs, that was a little bit of a hassle, but now it's slick as, I don't know what that metaphor would be, but it's pretty <laughs> slick and you don't have to do anything. It just happens. So I'm going to say my number one thing, uh, the reason that I did it would be uh, for Google. Number two is I started taking payments. I started taking credit cards. So I have a payment gateway. Um, typically, they run through Stripe, and that then requires that I have a SSL cert on my site so it's secure. Very good. And And the answer I was looking for was the one where I rang the bell, but, of course, all of that stuff, other things, stuff is really important. That's kind of the known important stuff, but I think a lot of people don't realize when Google is delivering content to their customers, they want to make sure that their customers are well taken care of. So that's why they present a site ahead of others that's secure. Uh, I don't know, and I don't know that if anyone knows, if Google actually takes into consideration whether or not there are forms on that site or on that particular page. I would assume that they do. Um, and as for me, I check when I'm filling out a form that asks for anything more than my name and email address, I really want to know, um, I mean, do you do that, Mike, when you're filling out a form, do you check to see if it's secure? Absolutely. I look up, that's like one of the, one of the first things I do anytime it's, it's anything that I would not want to, let's say post on Facebook publicly. If it's anything like that. And if if you know me, my phone number is out there. No problem with that. My name's out there. My email address is out there. Now you start asking for my home address. Oh, well, that's not going to happen unless it's mm-hmm. secure and 
absolutely needed. Yeah, it's probably too late for most of us, but birth date is another one because a birth date and a name can be used to start the process of putting together a, a file on you to recreate your your uh, your your yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to steal your your information. Uh, we're going to take a little short break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, why uh, or does this work with WordPress and should we start moving that direction? So we'll be right back. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website, I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Hey, yeah, we'd like to thank our sponsors and and ask you to please support our sponsors. (laughs) Uh, And seriously, if you'd uh, be interested in sponsoring the show, we've had some great sponsors over the years. Uh, Just feel free to contact Mike or me, and uh, we'll help you out with that. So today we're talking about SSL, what the beep, and uh, why we should have it. And as Mike has already told you, he has it on his site. And if you know Mike, you know Mike's using... WordPress. So that kind of answers our next question is, can it be used with WordPress? Um, Yeah, not only can it be, but uh, it's highly encouraged. So Mike, to use it, now you already use SSL on on your WordPress, and I I know you have to do a lot of coding, and it takes days and and weeks, and you have to go back and forth with a lot of people to get that SSL (laughs) installed, right? Well, actually, no. And no. Um, what we're what we're going to talk about uh, next is how easy it really is. Um, and we're going to take the the easy route. Uh, essentially, I called up my hosting provider, and every single hosting provider has SSL. Doesn't matter which one. And called up my hosting provider, and I said, "Hey, I want SSL." And they said, "Okay, well, you're going to need this and this." And one of those was a dedicated IP address. And I said, okay. And they said, okay, we'll upgrade your account. And next thing they said was, you're going to need an SSL cert. And that's going to cost you, I think, $99 a month or a year. It's less than 100 bucks a year. And I said, okay. And they said, all right, it'll be done in a couple of minutes. And in a couple of minutes, it was done. Man, that was hard. That was crazy difficult. <laughs> that really was. Yes. Um, uh, uh, just a word of advice about 
uh, encryption companies, the companies that provide your SSL certificate. Some are viewed mm-hmm. very highly by uh, Google and some not so much. I have not seen any of the hosting companies that I deal with that have any other than from the top companies. But it's just a word of advice to be careful because you can go out and shop on the Internet and find uh, security certificates that are not provided by your hosting company. Uh, in fact, Mike, tell, tell me about this one that you found because I'm not familiar with this one that you've found. Oh, wow. So um, it's been um, actually uh, about a year in the making since it, it hit my radar, and it's called Let's Encrypt. And they are um, essentially what they are is they are a um, a nonprofit, and they are supported by the I mean really the industry the internet supports them so everybody is supporting them and essentially what they're trying to do is get free encryption absolutely free here's a free encryption certificate for you and it's no problem at all here you go. It's open source. And of all things, they're actually they're part of Linux. So uh, WordPress and, and really everybody has gotten behind this and said, you know what? We support you guys, and we want you to be, um, you know, a, a big success, and we want to help encrypt the web itself, the Internet. So here we go. And they just came out of beta a couple of days ago. Yeah, and uh, the first place I heard about them was just before this show in uh, in the WordPress news. But when you put it in the site, I'm like, why does everybody know about this? And I don't know about this thing. Mike Mueller and Matt Mullenweg know about it, and Ken Cook does not know about this service. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I haven't used them, obviously, because I – don't know anything about them, but uh, Matt wrote an article. I don't know if you saw that uh, saw that link, Mike, but uh, Matt wrote an article about them just a couple of days ago, as well. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, two high recommendations for me. I'm going to try them out and see what they do. Now WordPress uh, is recommending and has been for quite a while recommending uh, SSL. There were some issues back in the day about uh, parts of SSL not or parts of WordPress having issues with SSL and getting back to your SSL link, but those have been taken care of years ago. Um, right. One of the things that we're running into a lot today is so many uh, APIs are now requiring SSL connection for them to transmit data back to your, your website. And if you don't know what an API is, that's kind of how, uh, let's say, for example, if you have a website that shows your tweets on it, uh, so you can see how many tweets you've had or uh, your latest mm-hmm. three tweets or whatever. That's an API, an application programming interface. And a lot of these today are requiring SSL for them to be on your sites. I'm assuming that most um, most of the real estate uh, MLS uh, IDXs have uh, one of two ways to do it. You can either do it with their API uh, which I assume in all cases requires SSL. I know the ones that I've worked with does, um, or an embedded one, which in that case they provide their own SSL. Can you think of other things where 
it, we might be interfacing with other sites, Mike, that would require SSL? Well, you know, of course, like I said, credit cards and things like that, anytime you're getting um, any sort of sensitive information. But let's start with the login. So here's here's one of the, the biggest things. If you're SSL, then and people are listening, let's say, you know, hackers or you're in a public cafe or what have you, and people are listening to you typing in, I'm going to bet a lot of people out there, and this was, this is actually covered in uh, WordCamp, I bet a lot of people out there are using the same password that they use for their banking site and their other sites. So banking, of course, bad? is going to have an SSL certificate and all that. But if you're logging in and, you know, uh, you know, password one two three four, which of course is the number one password out there. But if you're using password one two three four as your login password, and they see it because it's not SSL, um, you know that's a that's a pretty big thing because then they can go over to a SSL site like your banking and say, hey, let's try this password. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of lessons in that, and one of them is don't use password one two three four, obviously. <laughs> but uh, gets back to checking your SSL when you're about to fill out a form. Look up there and see if you see that little lock up here. And I don't think it matters which browser you're using. That lock is going to be up there in the upper left hand or right hand corner of your um, URL bar. So, mm-hmm. and some sites, say for example, if you just type in twitter.com. When it takes you to the Twitter website, it automatically forces you into the SSL. Um, most sites these days are, are doing that. And there were there was a time when you could choose either the uh, unsecured socket or the secured socket. And I think right. most of them today are, are doing that. My guess is that as time goes on, it's going to be more critical in many ways for you to have SSL turned uh, available on your your account when somebody's visiting your site, just because of the fact that uh, cyber uh, cybersecurity issues are becoming more in the forefront. It's becoming more of an issue. Theft identity. Uh, uh, and those types of things is, is becoming more and more prevalent every day. I mean, cybersecurity is the fastest growing part of technology today. So it, it would be my guess within the next few years that if you have a website that does not have SSL turned on and active, uh, that mm-hmm. browsers might not even let you, uh, let you visit. Have you heard anything along those lines, Mr. Mike? Well, as far as that goes, Google uh, this goes back, uh, what, 2014, Google said uh, they're going to start marking things that uh, have bad SSLs in the search engine results. So even before you get there, you don't even have to look for the lock. They're just going to start just taking them out of their results. And uh, they're also going to, they also said in the same article that they're going to use it for a ranking signal, which means, mm-hmm. going back to our original, SEO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, SEO is still alive It's just changed dramatically Since we first started talking about it But uh, it's still there It's still very real Um, All right. I don't think that uh, We have much more to cover on that Unless you have any final questions Uh, Mike we'll just get your takeaway from today's show 
I'm going to say don't be afraid of SEL or SSL, SEO. (laughs) I'm going to say don't be afraid of SSL. If you need help, we're here to help you. Um, And look at making at least, if you're starting a new site, go SSL all the way. Right from the start, it would be a whole lot easier. If you're looking at converting, it's a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit harder, but uh, don't, don't sweat it. It's not that bad, but it has so many positives. Agreed, uh, and uh, I think Mike said it best. Don't be afraid of it. Like he said, took a phone call for him to get to his uh, hosting company. They basically took care of it for him, and uh, he's down the road, all secured up and grown up and no place to go. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've been listening in today live, we appreciate that. I know most of you listen over on iTunes. You can get all of our past episodes over there as well. And we will be back next week on uh, some other great topic. So hopefully you'll join us then. That's time to say bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.